Thanks so much for joining Making Healthcare Work for You, Different Perspectives and Empowering Solutions. I'm Stephanie Fields, joined by my co-host, Dr. Apoorv Gupta, and today we are welcomed by Dr. Art Duville and registered nurse Jeff Lewis, who are collaborators at the technology platform Medigram and also collaborators on the AI and Cybersecurity Handbook. Thank you both so much for being here. Thank you. But this is an enormous topic. So we're going to have to go through these things very quickly because there's so much to talk about with you. This platform, this technology platform helps healthcare teams within a system collaborate better together so that they can have a full view of what they're doing. Everybody's on the same page. And this came out of the need for so many things happening with safety, with communication misses, and being able to use this platform allows them to get everything together and have a more safe and positive experience for everyone with less wasted resources. And through your work there, you have encountered all of these different, you've described it as a WhatsApp for, for medical systems. So through this system, you have gotten the feedback from all these different doctors and nurses and other people in the systems and come up, you've created these books. And so one of them is the AI and cybersecurity handbook to deal with the latest thing that, you know, the pathogen essentially in healthcare, which is AI and cybersecurity and how you deal with it. And so you found through this that the way to tackle that is actually getting back to the roots and looking to, at things like values, culture, and things along those lines. So I think I've gotten everybody up to speed on where we are with that. So with that, why in the world with something that's so technologically heavy like AI and so new and ever-evolving, do you have to go back to the culture of things? I think part of the reason, uh, Stephanie, is that uh, those of us who uh, have worked in the field understand the technology to be very complicated in many ways. And it's, <clears throat> it's off-putting to many people in the healthcare field to try to graphs the concepts behind the technology. But what we found is that ultimately it devolves to culture. Ultimately it devolves to values. Uh, and so in our work, what we've tried to do is emphasize culture and values, shared values with the idea of shared governance and development of standards as a way to try to deal with the complexities of the technology. <clears throat> The technology really is secondary in many ways. It's what we do with it and how we work with it together that matters the most. Uh, we started out working with the technology that we thought would improve communications between caregivers. It's not, it's not uh, hard when you're speaking with anyone who's had a loved one in a hospital to find stories about how there was no communication between members of the team and how it led to sometimes heartbreaking misunderstandings about care. Uh, early in our work, we found cases where better communication could have actually prevented uh, bad outcomes in healthcare. Uh, those aren't hard to find either. So uh, it, was, it was those things that spoke to us as we developed the Metagram technology. Now we realized early on that we needed to have a platform that was secure. So uh, we talk about military-grade uh, 256-bit uh, encryption and those kinds of things. But it was how the people who were involved in the program used the technology to communicate. That's what was really 
key. And so going forward in this uh, brave new world of AI, we need to keep those ideas in mind as well. Uh, we need to speak to one another. We need to care for one another uh, as we work through this challenge. It's art. It's as you're talking about that. It's so fascinating because you know it's it's uh, I guess resonant with me in terms of many ways of thinking. We talk about WhatsApp for people in general, or iPhones, or social media, and we all talk about the ills of that technology. Uh, but really, it's not the technology itself. It's how it's being used. And it's interesting to me that you're finding the same thing within healthcare. Uh, so I guess the, the question comes back to then, how do you teach people? You know, you can give them the technology, but how do you provide them the training? How do you make sure that the values are there? How do you make sure that the governance is there? Uh, do you have uh, some examples that you can share with how you've done that with, with different you know, clients, how you get them to understand uh, the best way to use this technology so that they can actually deliver the level of care that they want? So per, as you know, the market has also become more complex. You, there's been a blurring of the lines to, you know, say a decade ago, we had about 5,000, you know, siloed healthcare institutions. ACOs didn't even exist. Value-based care was an idea in the legislature. That's all changed. We have more than 500 clinically integrated networks, over 1,600 ACOs. We have the emergence of pay providers, uh, people who, who render the care and also pay for the care. And then at the same time, while all this uh, <clears throat> advancement in value-based care is occurring, you also have the advancement of technology solutions. We, in, in my latest count, I think there are at least 14 different distinct technology verticals and we have AI. So, how do you manage so that creates more opportunity for transformation? Tremendous, tremendous opportunity. But it also creates a lot of liabilities and risk because there's more uh, connection points, more uh, more opportunity for for bad actors to to interfere. It can actually also cause disintegration within the within the healthcare space. So creating this shared model around values and governance is even more important uh, to navigate these complexities. Uh, one example I can, I can share is I, I've worked on some projects, one in particular, where I brought together an integrated delivery system and a, a benefit uh, enabling uh, solution that provided AI uh, and machine learning technologies, but it was bringing, okay, do they have the same values? Are, do they have the complementing capabilities? Um, you know, does the solution, is the solution reliable? So for example, I won't name the solution, but this enabler really uh, identified what would be the next side of care coming out of a hospital. So it provided care teams on day two of admission, hey, this patient should go to this next side of care or they should go to this next side of care. So what that did is that freed up the doctors, it freed up the nurses and helped them to really um, focus on those more complex patients. So basically provided decision support uh, for those patients that had it, things that were easier to determine where they go. So that freed up their capacity to 
focus on the more complex patients where the technology couldn't enable. And, and then that reduced how long patients were actually staying in the hospital. It reduced the confusion, the delays between transitions. Patients were able to go to home instead of going to an institutional setting. Readmissions were reduced dramatically. So it's, it's you know, that's just one success story um, you know, that I can share. So, I, you know, to me, that's really important, but that started with values, that started with shared governance, um, started with culture. Do the, does the culture of the two organizations match? You know that we're that we're working together. So this was payer, this is care delivery, and this is a technology enabling solution. So, um, you know, I think those kind of stories are rare. So I feel like AI is kind of like if you have a puzzle with five thousand pieces. But as you start to put it together, those shapes mutate and you still have to figure out how to put that puzzle together. So it seems to me that that's how when you guys were creating these ideas for governance, that it must have been like trying to get all of this information because you're dealing with stuff that isn't set in stone and isn't ever going to be set in stone. So what were some of those core tenants that came through that were important with all of these providers that you're talking to across the nation in terms of values and compassion, what were those so that you started to be able to say, okay, we have these puzzle pieces here and, and we think we can make these stick? One of the things I see is humility. It's immensely, I, without humility, I, it's like nothing can happen. So there's a willingness to defer to others where there's expertise. There's a willingness to trust um, that allow because you can't learn without humility, you can't. And that's an ongoing value. And you can't collaborate unless you're able to defer to another. So uh, you'll, when Art and I interact with one another, you'll, I'll often say, I'd, I'll defer to Art on this because I, I, I understand his expertise and he also does the same with me. He, he understands mine. So I think humility to me sounds rather simple, uh, but really being humble and being able to defer to another's expertise is immensely important. We've been trying to do that in healthcare for a long time. We've talked about using checklists in the operating room, for example. We've promoted programs where some of the uh, aviation safety features of cockpit interactions between pilots and co-pilots, we try to inculcate those into uh, physicians and nursing staff working in operating rooms and in, on the medical units in the hospital. But the idea of uh, communicating quickly and efficiently is still very key. Uh, although I uh, work as a chief medical officer of a technology company, I also am a, a working physician. I see patients uh, in the stroke neurology field virtually every day. Uh, looking at scans, talking to people, watching their progress through a very time-based system where we talk about time is brain uh, while you're trying to rescue a patient from a stroke using clot-busting drugs or catheters to pull clots out of the brain and those sorts of things. Uh, communication is totally key to that. 
Um, and I've seen situations virtually every day where we can communicate efficiently to avoid those kinds of uh, uncomfortable and sometimes even tragic circumstances where there is no communication. Uh, every day we use uh, apps in the hospital like Metagram to communicate with the team to get the patient out of the hospital a little more quickly uh, to make sure that all of the important work is done. The patient gets an echocardiogram for their heart failure before they leave the hospital, all of those kinds of things. Uh, but communication is what drives all of this and respect, mutual respect is what drives the efficiency of this. Yeah, to me, it's it's incredible what you're talking about, like your your technology providers and experts, but at the same time, you understand that the technology has to be leveraged well. And so Jeff mentioned uh, humility, Art, you just mentioned respect. I guess what I'm trying to understand is, do you look for organizations that already have that? And is there a way to measure that? And then you figure out how to connect them with other organizations that are trying to sell stuff to them that also have that, that's the matching of the values. Or are you actually trying to develop humility and respect? And if so, if the latter, then how are you doing that? Well, that, that's what the books are about. Uh, we talked about a book series um, uh, published by Taylor and Francis, the first of which is Mobile Medicine, which talks about the technologies and uh, really starts with the discussion of the culture of medicine and how it's changed over the last 20 to 30 years in ways that are either conducive or maybe not so conducive to adoption of new technologies. And then we, uh, the second book in the series was an advanced healthcare technology where again, we dove deeper into the technologies behind these uh, processes. So I like that the cybersecurity uh, handbook and AI handbook is really directed towards leadership uh, in uh, the medical field at the healthcare enterprise level primarily, especially boards, because in the end, they're going to have to lead from the top in terms of these values and in terms of developing governance structures that help us avoid missteps in the management of artificial intelligence. Uh, we, need, uh, we need quality standards that are similar to the quality standards that we try to promote with the Joint Commission or the Center for Medicare Services as they go through hospitals and look at quality aspects of hospitals. Uh, but we also need the uh, intelligent focus on standards that uh, the Institute for Electronics uh, Engineers has promoted. In fact, much of our work is uh, working with the so-called IEEE, where we develop standards that uh, help us understand how we're going to approach AI. And some of that's in the book as well. Also to answer from my perspective, in the type of advisory work, trying to match organizations that already have those shared values and governance structures. You know, creating islands of excellence um, within the industry that, because this is rare, it really, it truly is creating those islands of excellence where you have shared values, you're able to have shared governance structures that makes all this possible. And then that, that begins to pave the way for learning and for others to follow and for others to learn. Because 
the, the kind of old command and control uh, kind of philosophy of leading doesn't work in this environment. It, it's unable to, because you, you have to bring in all these other disciplines in order for it to function. And then order, in order for those disciplines to work together, you have to have, you have to have certain values and character attributes. So that's, that's kind of initially where I put my focus and um, Art, I say that would be fair for us in terms of uh, book contributors. I've become involved in Medigram because we sh share values and bringing those individuals together to produce that information so that others can learn. It's an amazing story and a, an incredible journey. Thank you guys both so much for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you. What a joy to learn about this. Thank you. And thank you all for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.